The BBT Show. Hey, hey, it's the Brandon Beef and Tom Show. Three friends, two states, one podcast. Starring Brandon. I want to get rich or die broke try. Beef. A date, which will live in infamy. That's the Gettysburg Address, right? And Tom. You paid $40 for that? Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to the Brandon Beef and Tom Show. This is Beef, your exotic co-host, calling in from the Aloha State of Hawaii over the pineapple telephone. (laughs) Also have Brandon and Tom here. Thank you for that very official introduction, Beef. Speaking of Beef, we also have uh, Dan from Dan's Dog. That's right. All Beef Dogs in the house. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, Dan. How's it feel to be here? It uh, it's quite humbling. I think. I think I I know how the uh, people who win Oscars feel now <laughs> oh, yeah. when you when you get invited on the stage. So yeah, we don't have a. a Thanks for coming on. We Thank don't have you. a swag bag full of like gold dust and two hundred thousand dollars worth of jewels. So <laughs> I think there's some popcorn under Brandon's couch. <laughs> I have an extra energy drink for you. All right. Yeah. This is episode four. Today we'll be talking to Dan about Dan's dogs, his side hustle, uh, how he's grown that from a passion project into a, a side business. Uh, real quick before we get into the main topic. Man, I hate it when you call them hustles. They're grinds, Tom. Hustles like <laughs> like you're doing something sketchy. Side hustles. Are you saying dance sketchy? All right, Brandon. I don't mean hustle is in a con, man. I just mean side hustles and something you work hard on on top of your day job. I just job. don't want you speaking derogatory about our like very <laughs> first sponsor. He might decide to quit. All right, you I hear tried. that, Dan? Brandon's got your back. I appreciate that, Brandon. I did. I did already call him big headed, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wound still it still hurts, Brandon. Uh I won't be talking no derogatory about our guest today. <laughs> so don't you worry, Brandon. Real quick before we get into that, uh, an update on the show. This is episode four. We appreciate everyone's feedback. We're always looking for more feedback, constructive criticism. You don't have to try to hurt our feelings, but if you got something to say that you think could improve the show, hey, we're all ears, right, Brandon? That's right. We want to hear what you got to say. And we had a couple of people reach in this week, uh, reach out, I guess, not reach in. Just wanted to say thanks again to everybody who's listening to us and uh, reaching out to us. We really appreciate that. And we're going to have some updates soon about more ways you can give us feedback, but we'll talk about that when that time comes. For now, let's introduce our guest, Brandon. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Beef, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. He came to this country with nothing but empty pockets and a heart full of dreams. And slowly but surely, he scrounged his way up, and now he's living the American dream with a food truck. Oh my God, let me save you, Daniel. He's been putting <laughs> up with this shit for how old are you? I just turned 30 last week. Oh man, 30 years. 30 years. A little bit of disclosure. <laughs> Daniel is Tom's brother, and he still is willing to sponsor us. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, Dan from Dan's Dogs. He is our first sponsor and our first official guest. If you think that you can buy your way onto the show, that's exactly what we're saying. <laughs> we are for sale. <laughs> right now, we're cheap. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so Dan from Dan's Dogs. Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you're not an immigrant. Have you considered pretending to be an immigrant to get the sympathy and the marketing? You know, I've thought about it, but I, I don't think I can ever get rid of the Hoosier twang enough to maybe, really sell uh, it. Maybe you could just get some of those really bushy Groucho Marx style eyebrows and tell people you're Greek. I could, yeah. And then you could just grunt at them. Yeah, yeah. They, they would probably be wondering why I was selling all beef hot dogs if I was Greek and not, you know, yeah, gyros or gyros. You'd be like, ah, yeah. oh, I get a little tired of the euros. Yeah. <laughs> I want to sell the hot dogs. The, on Hot dogs on pita. Maybe that should be the next special. Aren't pitas Indian? I thought pitas were Greek. I think they're Greek. What's, oh. Non. Non. non is they sell them Indian. at uh, George's Cafe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, along with falafel. All right. Hummus. So, uh, so Dan, you've got a food. Well, we'll we'll talk about exactly what it is you've got because you've got some yep. big news in that department. But first, yep. how long have you wanted to do this? Uh, this is a hot dog sales company. Hot dog sales company. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that that's what I should put on. on he the sells Facebook beef. Page. Yeah, whole beef. How long have I wanted to do this? Yeah. Yeah. How long have you wanted other people to put their your meat in their mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Brandon, that, that's an interesting story for another time. But um, I think I, I've wanted to really own my own business probably for for a long time. I think 
they're most everybody has that that inkling that they want to, to be own, their own boss to be their own boss to to not um answer to anybody else to grind not hustle for someone other than yourself <laughs> that's right so yeah. I, I i've wanted to to own my my own business well since i i can remember but um i the dream was never a a hot dog cart i mean <laughs> while how awesome it is it, it, it was never just solely just just to sell hot dogs um, the hot was dog it a, a food thought it was along, yeah yeah it was i mean i think the the dream has really progressed right i think you know high school college it was it was restaurant um and then the older i got getting married and having kids and things like that um Having you know, all the passion for life sucked out of you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I wouldn't go that far. I don't have a muffin winch at home, so I better watch what I say. I'm, but. I'm projecting on today. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, you know, um, really, the, the hot dog card is, is more of a means to an end than anything else. It's um, the, the ability well, you to, to start somewhere. Through. Yeah. And, and you, as working you, in the restaurant business, you have to learn literally how to prepare food how to serve food i mean you're not really just cooking for it, your home it's a way to uh, dip your toes in the proverbial food industry pool am i right you, you had never worked in a restaurant before correct i know no no I, I worked at papa john's for like three months but so i mean it's not realistic really for you to go no open it, a full-blown restaurant so i don't think it's like taking a step back from your dream at all i think it's you've got older matured born and yeah. are seeing this in a a logical way to get to that well goal. daniel's exactly. always had like a <laughs> what's the word uh not a proposition what am i looking for uh i don't know he was skilled towards Profit. food probably a prepositional yeah, phrase yeah. <laughs> talking about like English ta- teacher. brandon talking about how you know i am thomas's brother i'm thomas's only only younger brother and thomas has told me because i do i, I think i have had a passion for food for a very long time ever mm-hmm. since we were little kids oh man thomas me too is, Thomas has told me uh, that I would make somebody a very good wife many times <laughs> with the way that <laughs> yeah. I cook food. Yes. You guys remember that old Hardee's commercial where the guys, the men are in the room watching football, like, rawr, 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 gutting and stuff, and then the guy comes in with an oven mitts and a baking sheet. He's like, hey, guys, I made biscuits. And the announcer said, guys, don't bake. And then everybody's like, you loser, you sissy, get out of here. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, that was Daniel. <laughs> yeah. We'd be at home and he'd be like, hey, guys, I made a tart. <laughs> the reason that yeah. Shut up, Martha Stewart. <laughs> the reason Tom talks shit about guys that cook is because he can't. <laughs> yeah i can cook but it has to be like an all-day thing i have to have a recipe and i need nobody to talk to me for like five hours so i can focus <laughs> you're not <laughs> gonna throw tom a mystery thing. basket full of no. ingredients and him prepare you a dinner no, no. well at least not one you want to eat yeah. what, what, what were you saying there beef i was gonna say pizza rolls in the oven don't count tom <laughs> <laughs> what about pizza rolls in an air fryer <laughs> <laughs> i knew that I was, getting ready. I was getting ready to say probably an air fryer beef i don't even know if he knows how to work in an oven yeah Tom's a horrible cook. That's, <laughs> that's I why make, Thomas makes fun of. I make fun of things I don't understand, basically. Yeah. Like when somebody does mental math, I'm like, oh, must be nice, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel would go in the kitchen and he'd like whip up. That's why Thomas reads so much, just so he proves he can. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tisha reads to me. She doesn't. <laughs> that's, what, that's how I do that. She, she says he enjoys books. He didn't tell you that they're audio books. <laughs> audio yeah. books, exactly. So when we were younger, Daniel would go in the kitchen and uh, he would just disappear for a while, and he'd come out with like these lemon tarts. He'd be like, I don't know how the hell he made these things, but they're delicious. But instead of saying that, he'd be like, good job, Martha Stewart. Yeah. yeah. You're going to make a nice housewife someday. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> and I would just go back in the kitchen and, and finish off the, the rest of the lemon tart that was left. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even ask if anybody else wanted it. I would yeah. just eat it myself. And not even use a fork. <laughs> That's right. Well, they're so small. They're like bite size. They're the size of a plate. They're slightly less than the size of my head, so they're perfectly snack-sized. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, Daniel's been, uh, he's had a, I still can't think of the word, <laughs> he's had an, an inclination toward food for a long time. Yep. And the hot dog cart, like I said, it's a way to get started on that, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, I've learned just a whole lot about kind of the, the food industry, you know, owning your own business, that kind of thing, uh, as well as, you know, the, the best way to really kind of market yourself all at the same time. And the beauty of the food cart is, you know, it is pretty low risk financially. So, you know, kind of learning all of those lessons while at the same time. I mean, you were probably able to get in for what, under $1,000? A little bit more than that, yeah. Right, yeah. right around that area, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, d- d- definitely price of not a new iPhone? Two. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, that's one thing that I find that's interesting is I hear people say all the time, like, man, I'd like to try something like that, but I can't afford it. Yeah. 
and they have like four hundred dollar headphones on and a thousand dollar phone, right. and it's like, oh, you can, you just yeah, it, it was literally, it was literally, you know, a couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars there, um, you know, I, I don't know if you want to hear the, the story of getting the cart the first time or not, but go ahead. Uh, well, it, it was, um, I, I was looking for a hot dog cart for a long time, and, and where we are here in Western Indiana, um, big metropolis of Terre Haute, you, there really aren't any around here. So it was scouring Craigslist and, and Facebook Marketplace for about a month, and I finally found one in Dayton, Ohio. And so my wife Shout and I, out to the Wright brothers. That's right. We dropped That's a uh, Dayton, Ohio, USA is beef would like to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> beef yeah. you're being awful quiet. Dan, like. Yeah. Dan Patrick's from there as well. He is? Yep. From Dayton, Ohio? Yeah, he's from Dayton. Hmm. <laughs> Didn't know that. That's why he seems normal. Okay. <laughs> so you went to Dayton, Ohio and you got your hot dogs yep, right the there, right? Yep. Dropped the kids off the grandparents for the night. Wife and I drove all the way to Dayton, about three hours away, and we got there, and it wasn't exactly what I thought it was, which which really sucked because we'd just driven. Dayton hours. or the hot dog cart? The hot dog cart. Well, Dayton too, but that's, <laughs> that's kind a different of story. seems to be like every time you buy something on the internet, yeah. how that turns out. Yeah, yeah. Everybody always talks things up, and then they're never quite what. No, no, and and the the problem, the the biggest problem of it was it it wasn't it had like no heat source. Which, when you're thinking, I'm going to prepare food, I need a viable heat source, and it didn't have one. But we bought it anyway, and, and loaded it up in, in the truck, and, and brought it all the way home. And then that's when the real work started, and that's when the cost really started to rack up. But So you really went into this venture without having any knowledge whatsoever of the food industry, I mean? No, no, Did you none. do any research before, or was yeah. it kind of a... Yeah, some, yeah. Um, you know, I think YouTube's your best friend. When it comes to that stuff, I, th- I hope that everybody has a smart enough, at least street knowledge, to know who's who knows what they're talking about and who doesn't. But yeah, I mean, very little knowledge. So Dan, when you when you first decided to go this route and get into this, was hot dogs like the first thing that you thought of, or I, I know you said this wasn't the end game, but when mm-hmm. you when you picked a food cart instead of a restaurant or a food truck, mm-hmm. did hot dogs make sense like ver- from the very beginning? Yeah, it it did. Um, basically, be, because hot dogs are are one of the only things I think around here um, that there there's really not that street food aspect, you mm-hmm. know. And hot dogs is that that very low cost compared to other things. And you know, when it comes to permitting and and you know all this stuff that I've learned over time, um, there are certain things you can and can't do with with a food cart that you can do with a food truck. And so with the food cart, the hot dogs, having them be already cooked and um, easy to keep warm, you know, almost everybody likes a hot dog. Um, so that that's what made the most sense at the time. And then... Um, it seems for me like a really good thing to start with, too, because like, like you said, not having a ton of experience in this, um, you didn't have to come up with a bunch of recipes on what to cook. You didn't have to figure out, you know, how to keep those ingredients fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. hot dogs are a relatively easy thing to cook. You don't have to be a chef for it. Right. Um, right. So you were able to, to really focus in on, like, your marketing as well. You were able to think about all your ingredients are, are locally sourced, correct? Most of them, yeah. Yeah, not all. Yeah, except I, I would say about 80% are, yeah. Your uh, your hot dogs and your brats are, correct? Yep, yep. The, the hot dogs and brats are made in Indiana. Yeah, I, I think even, like, a, a relatively smart person who – Otherwise, could probably run a business like a restaurant's a tricky one to get into because, you know, you've got the marketing piece of it. You've got a sales piece. Then on top of that, you know, that you'd have with any business. Now you have to worry about having good food. You have to worry about the cost aspect. You have to worry about managing the people cooking the food. So, yeah. And, and also, you, you know, if, you, if you're making products that, you know, are tangible and not are being consumed, you don't want if it breaks, it breaks. But if you don't follow proper procedure when you're cooking food you can obviously make somebody sick and yeah and that's my biggest nightmare i would say right now me and thomas went to a uh there's a restaurant that's local um several people have tried their hand at owning it and uh they tried to have a a fancier uh rendition to this place and, and we went after a golf match one day and uh they had a 35 dollar steak and uh or you didn't go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 
Brandon's having another one of his episodes. So. <laughs> it was, he forgot to take it his was, medication. It was Jordan, <laughs> this wasn't me. <laughs> Jordan and Tyler went. You played golf with us that day, but you couldn't go to the restaurant. No, I probably drove through McDonald's while you guys went to a sit-down restaurant. <laughs> That's probably yeah, what happened. Yeah, got three McChickens and a McDouble. So kind of winding the clock back a little bit, Daniel, tell us mm-hmm. how long ago it was you got started. Mm-hmm. And um, One thing, Brandon's, Brandon's wanting to use this almost as like a how-to guide for people that are interested in it. So this is like, tell us your experience also yeah. when you got started and how you've balanced that with your day job. Yeah. Well, we, we officially started in the fall of 2019, mm-hmm. um, which, as you know, is a perfect time to start a small business right before 2020. <laughs> but... Um, Yep, we, we started then um, with our first event over Labor Day of 2019 uh, with our hot dog cart on the street. And then that's... Was that of, for the Little Italy Festival? It was, yeah. Yeah, it was the Little Italy Festival here in Clinton. Um, we didn't set up on the on the main drag um, for a couple of reasons. One, I was completely broke and couldn't afford the the fee to, to set up there. And then also, uh, you know, you talk about running a restaurant. Um, you know, running something as simple as hot dogs, if, if you're in charge of it, at least for me, I, I, I try and for everything for Dan's dogs, I try and make whatever I can the best, right? I, I want to make it as cost effective and the best. And if it doesn't live up to those standards, then I don't want to produce it. And obviously serving a thousand people for your first event, I think would have been, uh, not very smart. Well, not to mention that, but I mean, what's the fee to be on the main drag, you know? Um, I think it changes from year to year. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it is. But, I mean, I, I think, I mean, gosh, at, now I think looking at it and through a different lens, um, when you have that amount of people in one space who are looking for food, I think you, you could probably charge almost anything and, and food vendors would set up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. My thing with it was, you know, for your very first time out, if you would have had, a you know, let's say it was a 1000 bucks for the weekend or whatever. Yeah. If you would have had that as your overhead, now you do have to charge more. Yep. You have to, you know, play your portions really smart. Yep. Um, you have to think about, you know, how much ketchup you're giving out, all of that. Yep. As where this was really your first time out, you were trying to get your name out. So it makes sense to be, not have that overhead and maybe give a little bit better product, a little more product. Yeah. Give people bang for their buck so that they're satisfied with their, I mean, you only get one first impression so exactly yeah and i you know it it goes back to never having that restaurant experience i think people think it's really easy um you know if you're cooking at home and it's totally different it's a totally different experience um it's totally different type of pressure i think so there's a game called uh overcooked video game where you run a, a restaurant from overhead and Tisha and I tried playing it, man. She just wanted to kill me. <laughs> she was like, you do this, and I'm going to do that. And I said, no. She said, you do this, I'm going to do that. And our characters kept bumping into each other, and everything caught on fire, and then we didn't make any money. So yeah. <laughs> like, this is probably a fairly realistic uh, example of what a would lot happen of people, if we tried I think, to start a restaurant. You know, they don't even think about food costs. No, they, they, they don't. I mean, they, they think, um, you know, when it comes to charging food for the food, you have to understand so many different things. You have to not only understand how much it costs you to purchase that product, but also not only to turn around and sell it, but you, you want to make money, you know? Yeah. That's what you're doing it for. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's balancing all of those at the same time while, you know, remembering that it's, it's a hot dog. Like Tom's probably over there like, Oh man, he sold 300 hot dogs and $3 a piece. So he made $900. Yeah, well, you, you, you want to calculate your profit. I, the, our, our goal whenever we do an event or whenever we, we go anywhere is we want to break even, right? We, we want to make sure that we cover our food costs. And then if we can actually cover um, kind of the labor cost, so you're kind of paying, you, you want to pay yourself too at the same time. Uh, which that is the one that usually never happens. The labor cost. <laughs> the labor cost. Um, because it's it's usually me and my wife or, or me and a family member. Uh, I, got, I got a couple questions for you, Daniel. What's up, Beef? With Especially with the, uh, the Little Italy Festival coming up mm-hmm. and all of our listeners. Um, so what... What is behind the dance sauce that makes it so special Ooh, without yeah. giving away the secret recipe? Yeah. And also, like, what's your best seller so everybody knows, like, you know, what they need to try? And is yeah. there like a dance? Is there like a dance way to get the dog? Sure. So um, that's a good idea, Beef. If I feel like you should put that on the on the sign, like Dan's what? way. Dan's way, which would be yeah. like how you order your dog. 
Well, well I think that's great. Um, my, my, my favorite way for the dogs that, that we sell is uh, we just rolled these out. Um, so I, the Dan sauce beef that, that you had mentioned is, is our homemade Coney sauce. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I make that at a, what they call a commissary. That's a fancy restaurant term. Um, for us street food vendors that don't have kitchens, we, we have agreements with local places because you're not allowed to cook any food at home. The commissary is a bathroom, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I cook it in big batches at, at our local commissary. Um, and then I, I'll freeze it, um, or for the day of the event, I'll just cook it the, the day of the event. And I think, Beef, to answer your question, it um, it took about, I don't know, right around 10 iterations of, of the Coney sauce to really get it where I wanted to get it. I did some research, never been to New York, um, never had a traditional New York Coney dog. I really wanted to try and make that as close as possible because I wanted our product to stand out versus what you could buy at a store. So that's kind of what you're going for then is like a New York style. In a way, yeah, especially with the Coney Dog. Especially there's with the a Coney Chicago dog. style too, right? There is, yeah. The Chicago style is, has, is more about the toppings uh, than, than it is the Coney, especially. You know. Is the New York Dog, is the is the bun a brioche bun like yours is? No, no, no. I don't think it's anybody else uses brioche buns. It's a panini. A panini <laughs> is a sandwich dipshit. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. We had technical difficulties here. We're in my basement, and the cat decided to romance Daniel's leg. Yeah. And it turned it into a love triangle. It brought Brandon into the mix, and then it I turned it into a love square. I would subject, too, if I called a bun a panini. <laughs> yes. And then the cat added the footstool and made it a love square, and it kept rotating between all three. Yeah. And it was knocking Brandon's mic over. So uh, I think I took care of that. So what were you going to say, Beef? Oh, I was just going to say, did you guys watch the uh, hot dog eating contest over the weekend? Joey Chestnut. He's a Hoosier. Did you, did you guys know that? I did Seven. not know that. I did he know is a that. Hoosier. Yeah. Yep. How many hot dogs did he eat? 70 hot dogs. 70. I thought it was 75. I, I thought 76. I thought. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Okay. So I'm getting false information. I feel like I need to know that when I'm running my hot dogs. It was a new business. record, correct? Yeah. It was a new record, yes. New record. Ten minutes. Next time I'm home, ten I want to see how many Dan's dogs I can eat in ten that minutes. That would be I'll tell you how many I can eat. Zero. <laughs> so while Brandon uh, pulls up our, our full-time fact checker over there, um, is there like a regional style? This is supposed could... to be your job, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Laptop bitch. <laughs> so... Get on it, Jamie. <laughs> it was uh, 76 francs in ten minutes. Yep. 76 francs and buns and buns and and, and buns they use nathan's so Mm -hmm. one of thomas's favorite brands Mm -hmm. nathan's he loves nathan's there was one time i got a five pack and we were having a cookout at our house yeah daniel was grilling hot dogs for everybody and i went to the store and i got a five pack of nathan's for himself yeah yeah (laughs) he said daniel (laughs) i said these aren't for anybody else and he was like okay (laughs) and the worst thing about that is i didn't even think twice yeah yeah (laughs) he's just he knew i wasn't joking yeah He's like, what about the kids? I said, screw them. <laughs> screw them. Give them the, what would you say, Brandon? The the lips and the asshole. Give, give, give those to the kids. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Give me a steak. I think what I was trying to ask Daniel was, is there like a regional style that you would uh, say relates to your hot dog the most, or is it kind of a mix of multiple ones? I would think it's a mix. I would I would never try and, and label it a Chicago dog or a New York dog because, you know, with anything, people will you know, tear you down. You're not from New York. You're not from New This is not a Chicago. This is not a poppy seed bun. This isn't a Chicago that's dog. I, that's where I was going yeah. with the, the bun question. Yeah. Is that yeah. Chicago style with that yeah, bun? Yeah, definitely poppy seed. Okay, yeah. Yep. Relish. Sweet sweet relish. Not not any dill relish either. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I think with our dogs, I, I don't want to call them gourmet hot dogs because, you know, what's so gourmet about a hot dog? I just want to think that I, I want people to, when they have one, it's a it's, high quality dog, though, right? Yeah, well, definitely, yeah, definitely high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want it to be remember memorable, and at the same time, uh, the best hot dog we've ever had. Well, I was at little disclosure. I was at the Fourth uh, of July event to do a little bit of promotion for Dan and for the episode. I talked to one of his customers, and he told me that until he had a Dan's dog, he didn't realize how much Connor. Why can I say this? Connoisseurship. Connoisseurship. Is that a word? Do we know? I think so. I know connoisseur is a word. <laughs> well, I mean, what would you? Do you have a better term? <laughs> Craftsmanship. Because I, I obviously can't say it. Craftsmanship. 
I don't need to be smart to make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> I do it myself. How much love and passion he puts into every dog and what kind of expertise. And I'm going I'm to use craftsmanship and start over. <laughs> okay, I'm not editing this out, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know, Thomas says dumbass shit on here, too. But since he does the editing, he tries to make himself look good. Um, anyhow, um, one of the customers said that he noticed that, like, the dog had a good snap to it, like a ballpark mm-hmm. dog would. And mm-hmm. he was like, that's not something I get when I make a dog a home. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and, and that goes back to the quality of the hot dog, and and really trying to put in the is work that like to a find thick one. Skin on there is that what does that? Or? It's more about how um, the manufacturer finishes the hot dog than anything else. Um, when you think of like the Nathan's or the Hebrew Nationals, th- those have actual casings on them, so uh, the the snap is very prevalent. So I think with if you're not going to do um, a natural casing dog like that. Um, ours isn't a natural casing, but it, it is, uh, it goes back to not to get too technical or too nerdy with you, but the, the kind of the grind of the meat, um, how coarse it is and things like that. So if you get that right mix into it, then all of a sudden you get a good snap when you bite into it. Do you guys know that you can't eat Hebrew national hot dogs on Saturdays? Is it not kosher? <laughs> no, the, that's the, the Sabbath for the, for the Jews. So right. yeah, if you try to eat it on a Saturday, it'll hop out and <laughs> <laughs> Put on its yarmulke. Say, oy vey, Gentile. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> now that I've offended any potential new I'm listeners, sorry. but you recently stepped up your game quite a bit in terms of the the hot dog industry. Well, in terms of the the food industry, right? Yep. It's yep. fair to say now that you have a food truck. Do you think that's fair? I think it's it, it's it, it's no. What did you fair. call it, Tom? I called it a mini food truck, and Brandon. It's got, a food truck. <laughs> Brandon, like so many professional victims today, got offended on behalf of Dan. <laughs> the reason I called it a mini food truck is because it's a trailer, right? Right, yeah. It's, it's a it's nice a food trailer. trailer. Thank you, yeah. It's a very good-looking, sharp, snazzy yes. trailer. Yeah, I think the... the, the better tra- your food trailer, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the end game was never only a hot dog cart, you know. Um, the, the end game, the, the, the cart was a means to an end, uh, to learn more about the business, understand the best way to do things, um, you know, if you do have exacting uh, standards for yourself, figuring out the best way to do that while also trying to make money. Um, so yeah, we we did we stepped up. We we have acquired a food trailer that we will then be transitioning into um, kind of a full service kitchen. So yeah, I think you could call it a food truck if you wanted to. Aloha, yeah. Beef. Are you still with us? I am still here. Not to put Dan on the spot, but will the food trailer be ready for the festival? That's the plan, Beef. It won't be finished. Um, it won't be finished, meaning it won't be in its latest iteration, um, final destination, I guess you could say. But it, we will have it at the at the festival. Yes. Final destination. That makes me think that, like, my worst fear would be like death by choking on hot dog or something. That's probably how I'm like going Like the trailer's going <laughs> to snap off the hitch and roll yeah. down and yeah. smash somebody in the car. I have nightmares of this, Brandon. Yeah. And at, at the festival, to give you a little sneak peek, we will have an expanded menu. We will be serving Ooh. more than just hot dogs nice. and brats, but some other things too. We still be serving hot dogs and brats? We will, yep. Okay. We will still no, be serving just falafels, Brandon. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> we will be still <laughs> serving those things, but... Um, so you still plan on being dance dogs at that time? We do, we do, yeah, yeah. Especially at that time. Uh, in the future, you know, who knows, but especially for the... For, I, I can't think of anything else right now, um, but we will be ser- serving our, our Dan's dogs as well as our brats um, and a couple other new things. You'll have to check our Facebook page so closer one thing to the time. That, yeah. So, Brady, maybe, oh, go ahead, Beef. I was going to say, maybe you'll see a little sneak peek in the weeks leading up to the festival. Yeah, I plan on it. I plan on it. Yeah, we're, we are testing All things right. right now at, at our secret kitchen at an off-site location. Deep in a bunker, hidden underground. That's right. Uh, so, Brandon, you've talked about You've talked to me before about how you've wanted to maybe start a food truck and stuff like that. I know you mentioned that, um, but with anything that you want to, you want to potentially expand into full time. And I know I'll say it, Daniel may not say it, but Daniel's got a really good full time day job, so he's not exactly desperate to walk away from that. But one of the questions is, before you can go full time, like how do you balance it? So fortunately, most of the stuff you've done has been either on the weekends or it's been like a short week throughout the year where you've been able to take some time off, right? That's right. Yeah. So um, I, I would think, you know, anybody who wants to do this 
who who doesn't like their their day job. I think that they would go about it completely different than I have. Um, be it that I do really enjoy it. <laughs> be it that I really do enjoy my my day job. I, I don't hate my job. No, but you, you've always talked about man. Sometimes I just want to quit, move across the country, and <laughs> well, so I mean, as you talk about that, I'm in a different spot today. Um, yeah. I have worked in a restaurant for ten years, so some of the lessons that he had to learn up front to like go to the next level I already have. So um, it would make sense for me to if I was going to do it to not start at quite that same spot. I was just giving you a hard time because you're one of those guys that when you want to try something It, it out, sounds all or nothing, but... Yeah. <laughs> but... You're tempted to jump in with both feet. I already have some of the knowledge of food cost and, you know, the guest interaction and all of that. So... Yeah. Um, some of them lessons that if you've not worked in the food industry that are valuable to learn, I already have. So it's not as scary of a commitment for me to say like, hey, I'm going to take out a $20,000 loan on this, sell this thing and quit my job to go do this as it would be for a person who, you know, like Dan, who had never worked in a restaurant before, mm-hmm. you know, that would have been a really scary move for you. Oh, it would have been terrifying. Yeah. Um, I mean, be, be, and, and to be honest, maybe not a smart one. No. You're, and I think that that's where people do make a mistake. I mean, if you're thinking you owning your own business, not only do you have to understand what product you want to have, but also you have to live up for me i have to live up to my own standards if, mm-hmm. if it's not high enough quality or if it's not what i want it to look like or what i want it to taste like then i don't want to do it so it, it takes time to understand how to do that so then at the same time not only do you have to understand the best way to make the food but you have to understand the best way to make the food and i think in the restaurant area if you have ever worked in a restaurant you understand those processes so much better than somebody else who's never had to do that before yeah and I think what we're getting at here is if you're you're thinking about trying this, like, and you haven't worked in a restaurant, either A, maybe go try working in a restaurant Definitely. for a minute, or yeah. do like Daniel did, kind of start with dip like a, gra- yeah, a grassroots area, yeah. dip your toe in, find a little bit of out, out about what you're getting into, and then grow from there. Exactly. Um, because you've learned a lot of valuable lessons in this. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of hard work, you know. Um, that That's one thing. It's... Um, a lot before an event and a lot after the event. Um, but not only that, it's it's learning the, the best places to get, you know, napkins, for instance. <laughs> Something as simple as that that you kind of take for granted when you're in a restaurant. But when you're your own business owner, you have to figure that out on your own. You don't want someone like me working for you who will literally eat into your profit margin. <laughs> that's right, yeah. But that's something we wanted to ask you about, too. So, like, let's say, uh, not to get, like, too into the weeds, but... Uh, so you sold out at the 4th of July event. Yep. So like, just give people an idea of the percentage maybe that you would make. So let's say that you had 300 hot dogs there mm-hmm. and you sold them for $3 each. Mm-hmm. So well, that's... What, what's what's a, what's one hot dog cost to you? One... So um, we have recently rolled out a quarter pounder. Okay. So we, we have... Um, in, in hot dog terminology, we have a quarter pounder, which is the big dog. And then we have... Um, they call them eight to one. So an eighth pound hot dog. So do you want to know the the Dan dog, which is the eight to one? Okay, yeah. What's yeah. what's the so, Dan dog cost? Um I buy my hot dogs through a meat distributor who actually sells them to me by the by the the weight instead of per hot dog, which is I guess another lesson to learn. Um working with actual meat distributors. Um so I, one of those Dan dogs costs me usually the pre COVID would cost me around fifty cents. Now they cost me around sixty cents. Okay, and you're selling those for three dollars, right? Three dollars, yeah. But that's the meat alone. You have to add on the bun. Well, so. that's where I was going. With this. So exactly. some people would have immediately been bun like, "Okay, so he's making two dollars and forty cents hot dog." <laughs> yeah. But no. there's also an eight cent, an eight cent napkin there. Yep. A six cent aluminum foil wrapper, a thirty cent bun. And, yeah, and that's kind you're of you're right where, on actually on the bun. The buns are thirty cents. <laughs> that's kind of where I was going with this. If you don't have a background. Yeah. And this, you wouldn't have had any idea of that stuff. And you'd have been like, you might have looked up the hot dog price and been like, okay, I can make $2.40 a pop. Yep. No, you can't. And no. now we're just a food cost. You got your, yep. You're probably using Bay what? Propane? Propane. Okay. So you got a $35 propane tank. Yep. Um, you were taking water. I, I know I saw you with gallon jugs of water. Yep. Yep. I saw at least $10 worth of water there. So when you start adding this stuff up, 
you know, that two dollar and forty cent profit is now more like a dollar eighteen. Yep. And so you, you understanding that, right? I've learned, and I guess every business owner, or I guess every food truck, successful ones, I guess would have to learn this. You have to make that up. You have to make that up elsewhere. Right. Right. Because I can't charge four dollars for a hot dog, especially when it's in what's an eight to one. You know, that's not going to happen. Now, with a big dog, that that's a totally different story. That's a little disclosure. That's why when you go to a restaurant, you pay $3.40 for a drink. Yeah. They, they're know. making up their, their profit from somewhere else. I don't. I get water. <laughs> we, we I usually know. get tea. But. Um, but, I mean, a lot of people go in there like, why am I paying 3 bucks for this? Or, you know, this meal costs, you know, this is $5 worth of food. Well, it is, but we... You know, are turning six hundred dollar light bulb light bills out every few hours, and you mm-hmm. know, we're literally running several water faucets nonstop. So, you know, these are things that if you haven't thought about, you you haven't take this out. <laughs> these are things that if you you know haven't worked in the food industry before or done something like a hot dog cart that you're not going to be aware about. So, or if if especially that's such a good point because. I think what happens with a lot of people is they wonder where their money goes. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Where you know, I sold 60 hot dogs and I'm, I'm taking home $15. What's up with that? And they don't even think about, no. you know, they'll write off, this was three cents, this doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But three times 100 is right. three bucks and that adds up. And yeah. If nothing else, you're more conscious about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're understanding where it all comes from. So, Beef, I'm curious, what, what do you put on a hot dog in Hawaii? Just... A little oh. disclosure, we're sitting in the room with Thomas, and his, he like raised his eyebrows as we talked about that, because you had never thought about any of that, had you? <laughs> well, real quick, Beef, well, before you answer that, sorry, Beef, I'll give you a chance to answer that. But when Not you're, saying you're stupid or anything, just saying, like, <laughs> I mean, I am saying that. No, but, I mean, what you're saying is basically it's in But uh, it's just stuff that as a person who's not either had a food truck or well, worked it's in not, a restaurant. it's not specific to the food industry, though. It's what no. every small business owner has to right. factor in. Now, it's harder for Daniel in some ways, because... You would think, like, you see a hot dog cart, it's probably more than most people would expect, right? But it's still, it's something that, as I've worked with small businesses over the years, it's something that's kind of really impressed me is how do these people make money? Yeah. Because they've got so many expenses. But you're right. But I, it's funny that Brandon's acting like I'm stupid about it because when Daniel first started doing the hot dog cart, he talked to me. He's like, man, he's he's got all these numbers figured out, Tom. He knows how much a hot dog costs. He knows how much a bun costs. He even knows how much to catch up a mustard costs. He really, he's going to know if he makes money. I was like, well, what did you expect? <laughs> He's just going to come out here and, and go with this. So I think at first it was like, you, you think a hot dog cart, and like you were saying, Brandon, you don't necessarily think of the expenses, like the napkins, like maybe just lump all that together and the condiments and stuff like that. But it does. It adds up. And so I know you know more than most people do in the food industry how those costs can get out of hand. But it was just funny that you turned it on me like that because when we first started, when Daniel first started doing this, Brandon was like, He's he's done his he's done his math. Well, I was just impressed with him because <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people start ventures like this, and they're like, "I make a really good sandwich, and I'm gonna open a restaurant, and we're gonna open a chain." And they have no freaking idea. And three days in, they spent their life savings to get to this point, and have no idea how to make money. And yeah. they're literally sending more money out the door than it's coming in, and they lose their ass, and they have no idea how it happened. So. Yeah. yeah, I was just impressed with him as a person who didn't have that background that that he was aware of all this and and had thought it through. Yeah, because most people don't, especially with something like a hot dog cart. They're like, "This is foolproof, fail proof, and it's not." Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so beef Daniel was asking you about uh, what you put on a hot dog there in Hawaii. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I would go with pineapple and a teriyaki style sauce. Are you making a joke or are you being for real? Really? I'm being for real. That that's that's what I would put on the dog here. Pineapple and teriyaki sauce. <laughs> yeah, like a teriyaki based. Sauce. Okay. Did or you suffer a, like a third degree burn on like your like tongue? A... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I um, beef. When, that if you're off. ever stateside again. I'll do my best to satisfy that. But You'll have a can of diced pineapples yeah. and a bottle of teriyaki sauce. Maybe since right. we're, since Dan is a sponsor, maybe we could get him to like, let us have like, like the beef dog or something on there and the tom dog, <laughs> like how we would each eat our dog. That would be good. Yeah. T- you would ask me. The dog would be a brat. The Brandon yeah. dog. Yeah. Brat with. A brat with dog. Onions 
and mustard. French's yellow. French's yellow mustard. And when you came to the cart, were you satisfied? I was very satisfied. Very good. Because there's yeah. somebody else in this room who only uses French's yellow That's mustard. Right. The uh, yeah. the muffin winch learned the hard way. You <laughs> she don't. knocked the shit out of the <laughs> <She is>. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I read her the new definition. I, I said, uh, yeah. you're not going to get promoted to mustard winch until you learn there's nothing but French's in this household. I can't believe a tight ass like you springs for French's. Well, I, I figured you were an advocate of Dollar Tree. <laughs> I told her, I was like, honey, it's only like a dollar forty more. And she like listed, she's like, every time we go to the grocery store, you want to buy like the better of everything. She's like, it would be like another $200. And I was like, fine. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think if uh, there was a Tom dog. Don't use that peasant mustard. <laughs> uh, it would be a hot dog with uh, approximately half a bottle of French's mustard. I love French's mustard. I eat sun chips with just French's mustard on it. I call uh, mustard a la sun chip. That's my fancy <laughs> word for it. I did try one new today. Dan's Dogs was out in action today. You guys didn't know because it was a VIP event. <laughs> also known as a catering event. Yeah. <laughs> also known as maybe I, another family member. but Yeah, another yeah. family member <laughs> hired out the work. <laughs> right. She had a cookout? Is that what you're saying? It was a little bit fancier than a cookout. But he had yeah. the trailer there and he was cooking out of it. Yeah, Sweet. Yeah. And I uh, went up nice. to the house before everybody else ate, and I grabbed the buns, came down, and I had to make sure it was okay. I was just quality yeah. tester. Thomas, Thomas needs a hat when he's around the Dan's dog stand of quality control. <laughs> he likes to test and make sure that the brats are brats are good, and especially that the coney sauce is up to par. Before all the little kids get in there and get their grubby little paws on it. That was yeah. another right. thing that I had a customer tell me was that really? uh, you should sell the coney sauce. Yeah, that... By quart portions. That is something I've thought about, and I'm trying to work out. Um, selling retail, so that's a whole other ball game, though, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. It is a good chili sauce. I had a a hot dog today. I, I called it the chili Cheeto dog. It was chili sauce with a nacho cheese and a half a bag of crunched up Cheetos on there. I would have never guessed that with the name Cheeto dog. <laughs> chili Cheeto. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So one thing that I think people might be curious on is uh, how do you balance doing stuff like this, stuff that you want to grow. Mm-hmm into another business while still working your day job because Daniel does have a loving wife and loving children at home. So he's got, he's got a family that he needs to support and take care of. So you can't just drop everything and, and start this up to pursue your dreams. So what's, right. what's it been like to kind of uh, been able to pay the bills with your day job while doing this on the side? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the, it's, it's a lot of late nights, you know, there, there's really no, no easy way to go about it. Um, you know, you watch all those Instagram or all those YouTube people telling you to start your own business and all the hard work and things like that. But it really just comes down to, to doing the work, uh, staying up late, having a very supportive family has been, um, I couldn't do this without them, um, without somebody. Yeah, that helps you save on labor costs, right? (laughs) It does. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife is, uh, uh, my my biggest supporter and sometimes also my biggest critic, (laughs) um, But, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of late nights. It's a lot of weekends. Um, really planning it out to where, um, you know, I do have priorities at my day job. So making sure that I'm, I'm meeting those priorities while at the same time planning, um, you know, after work doing things, before work doing things, um, taking time off of work uh, so that, you know, um, again, keeping my priorities in line there. Um, and one thing that's nice out. is uh, you've got a master's degree now in, in your field, and so you've got a nice professional office job to where yeah. you, you usually only have to work during the day, right? And yep, yep. Usually off at a pretty good time, and yep, yep. you have a decent amount of time off now too, which helps a little, quite a bit also. Yeah, it, it does help a lot. You know, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to have a great job that I, I enjoy doing, but um, it, it is, you know, um, I guess you would call it a, a desk job. Um, I don't really ever have to work weekends that, that much. Uh, every once in a while throughout the year, I'll have to work some long hours, but that's I really can't complain. Yeah, not like <laughs> not like all of us, huh, Beef? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not complaining about myself. I'm <laughs> talking about Beef. Talking about how you enjoy your day job and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's been a good thing for you that you don't... Um, you typically don't have to work super long hours or on weekends and stuff like that. You're right. able to take time off. But that, that kind of rolls into the next question is like, what's your, what's your goal for this? Cause you're now, you're, you're at the stage of like a food truck. I mean, yeah. I know you just got there yeah. that day that <laughs> the day before we recorded this. So, uh, to that stage, yep. you've been doing this for a while. So, I mean, 
do you want to go full time? And if you ever did want to go full time, what would it take for you to to take that make that transition? Yeah. Um, do I ever want to go full time with it? I I would say yes, I I do, but not strictly with the the food vending portion of it. Um, you know, I would love to have some sort of storefront, not necessarily a restaurant, but, um, uh, some sort of maybe specialty foods type place, um, that also serves, you know, kind of like a deli, that kind of thing. I've, we, we, I've thought about that before. Like you the know, Starbucks of hot dogs. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, I mean, really just my, as a business owner, owning my own business full time would be something that I would definitely, that, that is the goal. Um, you know, to do it, I, I haven't really accomplished everything I want to at my day job. Um, you know, there, there are some things that I, I continue that I want to see um, continue to grow and, and see how, how much more I can continue to learn and um, help people, that, that kind of thing. So I, I think what, if if the time ever comes, I, I hope that, you know, I make the right decision. It's safe to say probably, too, that even if it's not a food-related business that you still took away valuable lessons from this correct i mean even if oh definitely yeah that's a great point even if you started like a clothing brand or something yeah I mean. <laughs> yeah no i <laughs> <laughs> where'd that example come from <laughs> i was just trying to pick something completely different than food i mean oh yeah okay yeah no no you're right i mean the, the biggest thing about starting something like this is you just have to do it mm-hmm. you know you have to put yourself and that's also the hardest thing it, it's the coolest thing and it's also the hardest thing you just have to do it and if you don't do it, you just never know if you can. Um, so then once you do it, you, uh, you know, some people like it and some people don't, you know, some people like, uh, going to work, you know, every day or, or maybe working, um, long shifts somewhere, you know, for 20, 30 years. And that's completely fine for them. Other people, you know, they want to try something different. As a person who has done that, I don't know that anybody enjoys that. Yeah. I think some people just, I think there's a lot of people out there with an idea that just aren't brave enough to go for it. Yeah, right. and that's that's a good point. Brandon and I have both worked factory swing shifts and stuff like that. I think the only people that really enjoy that are people who are able to truly mentally check out or people who hate their families at home because <laughs> they, <laughs> they get so much time away from them. Uh, but some people some people do that for a long time and they really enjoy it. Yeah, They're, they're just kind of a not a rare breed, but there's a certain type of person who really thrives in that environment. Uh, but as I like to make jokes about about Daniel and my wife and stuff like that. But this is one thing that I do want to say that I commend them both on. Uh, Putting up with you? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most people congratulate them on that on a regular basis anyway. But uh, you said most people have an idea, but they're not brave enough to do it. So Daniel's done this. He's actually done it, and he's done it for a while now, and he sustained it. Um, and uh, on a slightly different note, but the same idea, like my my wife had a booth at a local festival, the, the, covered, the covered Bridge Festival here. Um, how many people have come up to you and said, you know, I bet I could make money selling blah, 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 yeah. at the Covered Bridge Festival. Oh, like, yeah. Like frozen waffles. I bet I could make a killing doing that. <laughs> and they never go through with it. And it's like my wife did it. And she made a little bit of money. She didn't make a ton of money, but she did it. She actually tried it. Right. And, so and, to, and she had a good product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys had a kid. Yeah. That, that changed things. You know, I don't think you can call her unsuccessful in that in any And I don't think that's what you're doing here, but. No. Like. I think she was successful at trying it. I mean, she made some money. Yeah. Um, she didn't lose any money. That's a successful business in my opinion. You know, you guys had a kid. It, it, she was still at the grassroots stage. She was still learning, you know, some of those lessons. And and your guys' lifestyle changed drastically before she was really able to, to put some of those lessons forward. Yeah. And so just the, the point is that she tried it. Like, she tried it. Daniel tried it. We're trying it to a lesser extent with this podcast where yep. actually, how many people have said that oh we should do a podcast yeah. we're actually trying it and so um there's something to be said about actually trying and sticking with it even if you never make it full time like maybe you don't want to make it full time and your goals change the fact that you tried it and did it is going to be valuable in a lot of different ways for the long run yep and you you guys are really starting to inspire me over here oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have some uh, aspirations of my own little food cart out here now, I think. Spam sandwiches? Spam dogs? Yeah, I'm going to start a spam musubi cart out here. I haven't seen one before. I think could be a great idea. Spam what? Spam musubi. Is that so like it's ground a up moose? Piece of, <laughs> piece of spam on top of a bed of rice wrapped in a roll of seaweed. Oh, 
Gosh. Oh man. It's it's, it's delicious. You it guys had me until seven So like uses... spam sushi at seven eleven. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Seven uh, Eleven, they use two pallets of spam every day, using it for those. Was no that pallets. for all of Seven Elevens? Because wow. this could not be that popular. Or oh, you, they have them everywhere. These spam musubis are everywhere. What the hell is a musubi? I mean, it's ground up moose. He just told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like sushi, right, Beef? Sounds it's exactly like, like a sushi, sushi I guess. Yeah. Ben, you had it's like a spam CD. California roll, a Hawaii roll, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I love sushi. We're a little more fancy out here that. with our spam beef. I, I tell you what, you got to do it, and and if you want to do it, I do have, I do know somebody with a hot dog cart who might want to sell it to you, especially recoup the cost of buying a new trailer. The free shipping, the free shipping. <laughs> yeah, if you'd be willing to help with that boat tax, I'll I'll take it <laughs> off your hands. <laughs> Yeah, Daniel recently upgraded to a food truck, and he's got a hot dog cart. So if anybody's interested, reach out to the BBT show or directly to Dan's Dogs. I mentioned the BBT show. <laughs> yeah, That's tell right. them we sent you. <laughs> yeah. We'll get an affiliate link on that. <laughs> so, Beef, you're going to open up your own uh, spam Mussolini cart down there and Mussolini cart <laughs> down there in Hawaii, huh? <laughs> That's the plan now. It's my aspiration, so I've been inspired so man, I I think the moral of the story is if if you want to try something, try it. Do your research. Well, don't especially just, if there's money involved. Yeah, right? don't just go. We're not telling anybody to like <laughs> take your <laughs> open up your own spam Mussolini like, cart here in beautiful Indiana. <laughs> but you know, I, like Tom said, you know, there's a lot of people out there saying, "I think I can do this. I think I can make a lot of money." Or they talk shit about someone who's trying it, and they're like, "Oh, you know, look at this person. They don't know anything, and they've decided to try this." Well, they're trying it, and that's more than you're doing. So. You know, if if Daniel fell tomorrow and lost his ass on this deal, I would have more respect for him in trying it than I would for some guy that's like I can make a million bucks doing it because he didn't have the balls to try. So right, yeah. If there's somebody out there listening right now who's thinking about getting into the food industry, maybe they're thinking about doing um just like uh, coffee and pastries, or maybe they're thinking about doing hot dogs or something similar to that. What would you what would you say to them just in terms of getting started? What's one thing you wish you knew? Ooh, good, good question. Um, I think so. Just, just advice would be know, know, know what you want your customer to to think about when they walk away. Like for for me, I want every customer to walk away knowing that I have put in a lot of time and effort and. Um, thought through as many things as I could to to produce the best product possible. So if you're starting out, um, you know, I, I think I drive my wife crazy because I, I usually never take the easiest way out. Um, the easiest way would be to use the same stuff that everybody else uses or the, the same stuff that you can buy at the grocery store and things like that. While there's nothing wrong with doing that and people do that and they make they make good money doing it. That's just not how I wanted to do it. So this is my business. This has got my name on it. Um, you know, it's, it's reflects on my family and I want to make sure that it's a good product. You, you should be selling a product you're proud of. Exactly. Yeah. You, it, it should be something that, um, if, if it, if it has your name on it, it should be something that you stand behind. So just uh, to see if Daniel agrees with me, but what do you guys think the, uh, the number one quality that you should try to like promote if you're going to start like a food industry business? The number one quality that you should promote. Yep. Uh, I I think right now it'd be real food. Um, Daniel talks about all beef hot dogs, but I think integrity. Integrity. I, I know that sounds like maybe a funny thing for like a restaurant business, but you know, as a guy that knows Daniel, Daniel's a good dude, and he's trying to promote those qualities through this business. And mm-hmm. you know, he's not trying to take advantage of anybody. He's not saying, "Hey, I'm going to charge you three dollars for this hot dog," and say he's got a brioche spoon and it's an Indiana product, and he's really slinging Eckridge dogs and. <laughs> IGA buns. I mean, I tell you one thing I appreciate about Dan's dogs is the fact that he wears gloves and it's hygienic. Yeah, because there have been other people at 
events where he's been at that do not wear gloves and they're they're handling food yeah and i know i'm kind of i know i'm like on the extreme end of this when it comes to like being kind of a germaphobe with food and with food and stuff but it's like it's I mean, not it's that food. hard. It's food. It's food. Wear gloves. Yeah. It's not that hard. And you I think see people. Yeah, I could go on and on about it. But well, but to, I won't. to that point, I think when, when Brandon came, before I even started cooking, I was like, "Hang on, I got, I got to put put my mm-hmm. gloves." On. And when I take my gloves off, it's not to freak anybody out, but it's like a waterfall sweat. It's disgusting. It's another thing oh, you yeah, learn in the food industry. Horrible. Oh, they're the worst. Well, it looks like I've been swimming for four hours. Why you wear gloves? So that doesn't end up on the food. That's right. That's a great point. Beef? Did you have any other final what thoughts? I, Sorry, go ahead, man. Another one on this is like I hate when people park their vehicle next to the next to their food stand, yeah, and their vehicle is unclean. <laughs> like, yeah, like when we talk about like the cleanliness and stuff. I mean, if you're gonna say like, "Hey, I'm serving this product," and you got your vehicle there, and there's like empty McDonald's bags and trash like hanging out of your car, perception is reality. Or if your clothes aren't clean or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a big strike for me right there. Yeah, definitely. What I was going to say, I like how Daniel stands behind his product and he backs it up and he's really passionate about it, uh, like you guys just heard in the interview. So really like to see that in a business that I support. Yeah, on a, on a less serious note, uh, I relate to the not wanting to put something out with your name on it unless you believe in it. And- that's why there was three or four months worth of podcasts. I'm never going to go out to the public. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, we may release them later. <clears throat> Blooper yeah. reel. So, Dan, what uh, what made you want to sponsor the BBT show? Well, um, let everybody know that we didn't force you to do this. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I reached out to Thomas and told him. I gave him, him a noogie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me your lunch, buddy. <laughs> um, no, it. Um, I think, you know, starting your own business, or, and I would consider a podcast almost a business. I mean, obviously, you guys have a lot of upfront costs that you have to cover. You have to understand how that's So far, that, one side of the ledger is a lot heavier than the other, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'll catch up eventually, right? Um, we have a whole lot of uh, credits and only one debit so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, it was really, you know. I said that backwards. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think I didn't need my sponsorship back if that's the case. <laughs> Let me reset it. Yeah, so far we've had a, a lot of debits and only one credit so There's far. another so. thing I'm not going to edit it. <laughs> no, you're editing that out. <laughs> um, you caught yourself. No, I, I. I remember the picture that I have of you. <laughs> You made me look stupid. I'm like, you look real stupid. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Daniel. No, I, I, I really think pe- putting people putting themselves out there, I can really respect that. And you know, I've known all three of you guys as far as I can remember. Um, so uh, I listened to the first podcast and I laughed the whole time. So definitely something that I wanted. And Daniel's to try not only had to of. put up with Tom for his whole life. Me and Beef have pretty much been present for all of that too. As Tom's friend, it. so yeah, mm-hmm. most of it. <laughs> think so that's true yeah a lot of late nights where beef was asking for some pastries to be whipped up <laughs> yeah i think yeah. Yeah, i honestly i think with beef if i remember maybe it was um another one of your friends but milkshakes beef was that you were you always requesting uh, the milkshakes i think so yeah, yeah that, that so <laughs> yeah I wanted to ask a few more questions. Where does your love of food come from, Daniel? Is that something that you and your like mom and grandma share? Because I know, like for me, I'm very passionate about food. Oh. I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with my grandma and my mother as a young child. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Blackberry uh, cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Um, He's talking about some of our mom's pastries. signature dishes. Um, mm-hmm. Their mom can cook, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we're Italian, so um, yeah, definitely spending time with with my mom and then our grandma, um, seeing the food that that they can produce, you know. And um, uh, I watch, I used to watch, I don't watch as much, but a ton of Food Network, which I, I know is kind of weird. But who's your favorite celebrity chef? Oh, easily, easily Alton Brown. He's my favorite by the Good Eats guy. He's, uh, he's Julia Childs. Best. Julia Childs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just jot a yeah, Jada, and I think we all know why. Some <laughs> gelato with maybe some. She's extremely talented. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Alton Brown f- for easily first, second, and this Thomas has ridiculed me to no end. Um, but um, 
The Barefoot Contessa? What's her name? Oh, I know I who you're talking about. Me. I can't think of her name, though. Yeah. That's the name of her show, though. Yeah. Thomas has ridiculed me to, to death until I fix something that she makes, and then all of a sudden Thomas tries it, <laughs> and then he, he likes oh. it. I make fun of him as I've got a mouthful of whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ina uh, Garden. Ina Garden, that's her name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your take I, on Guy Fieri. Those two are my favorite because they they teach you more about cooking and more about the food and the ingredients than it's just a show. So be fast. What your take was on Guy Fieri? Guy Fieri. Um, I like him a lot. Um, I know some people in the celebrity community don't like him, but he does a lot um, for uh, local businesses. You know, mm-hmm. especially through COVID, he did a lot of cool stuff. So why don't people like him? Probably just because he's so popular. Is my guess. I guess so. What's he like as a real person? Yeah. I think that that Maybe might be his part personality. Of it. I think he's 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 a little closed off, and I think people take that. The I heard way. he was an ass. I don't, I don't know if that's true though. Oh, you I don't heard know either, it. But... I did hear that. <laughs> With all of your contacts in Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how do you think hot dogs fit into like culture? As far as like. I think culture is really interesting to talk about with food, yeah. Especially American culture, and we talked about like the New York dog and the Chicago dog. Yep. I think that happens with a lot of foods. You know, New York pizza, Chicago pizza, like oh yeah, those were two bustling areas. You know, back in the day, they were also heavy Italian influenced areas. So, mm-hmm. um, how do you think the hot dog fits into, you know, American culture? Yeah, I think, um, especially for something like the hot dog. When you, when someone says, "Where's your favorite hot dog?" It's usually revolving around sports. You know, usually in America, probably baseball. But um, I think that for culture, it's the hot dog is something that you enjoy from a kid all the way through your life. And you know, you get into the regional stuff with New York and Chicago. But um, I think with when it comes to hot dog, if someone were to ask you, not you, Brandon. <laughs> But maybe Thomas or Beef, you know, where's the best hot dog you ever had? In the trash. Yeah. So if someone were to ask you, Tom, you know, what's the best hot dog you ever had? And it doesn't have to be a dance dog, but. You mean besides dance dogs? Yeah. I would say Victory Field. Exactly. They wrapped them up in aluminum foil so the beam, the beam, the, the bun, bun got kind of steamy. And then, all right. So you like the steamy bun? <laughs> yeah i'm not even trying to make a joke okay yeah no i do i like it I a do little not bit like steamy buns i like it a little bit it's uh the moist softness provides a nice pillowy contrast to the snappiness of the wiener so that's what i like about it yep i like grilled buns grilled buns are good too if they Ooh, that's yeah. kind of a delicate process though they can turn it into is. little they can turn into rocks remember when i tried to make uh like a apple pie dessert yeah, in so our fire. I had very few instances where I've had Thomas's cooking. <laughs> Most of them were not good memories. I tried to grill campfire style apple pie, and uh, I opened up the bag and I just went, hmm. And Brandon said, that doesn't sound too good. And it was basically, it looked like a meteorite. It was like black, charred, and ashy. I think so. I even said, like, hey, you should put those, like, up on top, Tom, and he was like, nope, direct heat, right in, right on the coals. <laughs> right on the 900-degree coals, yeah. Yeah, it was like an apple pie luau, except this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Beef, what, what about you? Where's what If if someone were to ask you the question, what what's your what's the best hot dog you ever had? I'm going with Wrigley Field. Yep. A uh, Chicago-style dog I had there before. Yep. That's one of the most memorable ones I can think of. Yep. So. And that's Vienna beef country up there in Chicago. That's mm. the, the kind of mm-hmm. the, the regional brand that they use. So like the all-American dog is what? A hot dog on a bun mustard. with mustard, ketchup, relish. No ketchup. No ketchup? No ketchup. I would say mustard, relish, and probably some raw onion. No relish for me. Sounds like a Tom dog. <laughs> <laughs> I would think for, for me kind of my did not, you did you ever answer the question what, what's dan's what? way no i didn't no my favorite way uh two of them two two of them one is our dan sauce as beef asked me earlier our homemade coney sauce on uh with um we recently introduced a uh fried onions to our topping category so topping the coney sauce with fried onions man that's good and then um my our other brother he gave me the idea for a Western barbecue bacon, or sorry, Western barbecue dog. 
So to, to, I tried that tonight at the event and um, topped it with barbecue sauce, the fried onions, and then cheese on top of that, nacho cheese on top of that, and that was excellent. So look for that one too. So either one of those, I'm going to be very happy. So is that something that we could look forward to on the menu is the barbecue dog? I do, yeah. And I do think that that is a mistake that I've made in terms of marketing what we do have whenever we set up somewhere. Um, I always thought just knowing that all the toppings were included in the hot dog price would mean that everybody would know what I had, and that was a stupid mistake. So I think marketing specific dogs for the same price. So, yeah, look, look for that. those menu changes coming. Not as drastic as, you know, changing the McDouble or anything, but <laughs> I do think hopefully it increases back. people trying the Coney sauce, that kind of thing. Should we look for the uh, Spam Sushi? The <laughs> What did you call it? The Spam Mussolini? <laughs> yeah. Spam Mussolini? No, I don't. What about, uh, what about a Danish? A Danish? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a really good product. Beefy would like that. Oh, yeah. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, thanks to Dan for stopping by. Uh, if you've been listening to our show and you've been enjoying it, tell your freaking friends. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to grow. Um, plain and simple. This is a new venture for us. So you tell people that we're interesting to listen to, it helps us out. Yeah. So if you've Spread been the en- good word, if you've been enjoying the show, that's the, uh, that's the caveat. If you've there. not been enjoying the show, maybe don't tell people. Yeah. Just <laughs> got to keep it to Let yourself. Let us know. There. Yeah. We're, we're asking for vocal feedback. Driving by my house on the highway, rolling out the window and saying, you suck, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing tomatoes is a good idea. Yeah, all right. So we're going to wrap it up there. Say one more time, thanks again to Dan for stopping by, and have a great week. Uh!